So I figured I would just connect to Periscope and also connect to the group while I was doing this. Um, earlier, actually the last few days, I've been studying through um, Exodus. So as I finished this study, I figured what better place to do it than to come on and, and spend some time with the family because it's been a while since I've been on Periscope. So I hope you guys um, are doing all right. I hope you guys have had a blessed day. I hope everything's been wonderful for you since I last saw you. Hey, Karen, how you doing? How you doing? You guys know it's Wednesday night. Those are on my normal schedule. It's Wednesday night. I'm just coming in. Well, not just coming in, but it was prayer ministry tonight. A wonderful, wonderful time we had. You could truly feel the presence of the Lord amongst all of those strong, strong prayer prayer warriors up in the room. I, it was just a wonderful time just praying, worshiping in the Lord. I, I just enjoyed myself. I always do. So, you know, and, and once I got home, I immediately picked back up where I was with this study in Exodus. So like I said, you know, why hold it in? You know, we're here to evangelize and spread the word. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pop on and surprise my Periscope family, who I've not uh, seen in a while. So let's uh, let's look at it here. I'm in Exodus 14. And, and, and you, those of you that are familiar with this passage, you know it, it, they're at the point of the Red Sea crossing. They're, uh, you know, Moses has said, come on. Well, Pharaoh has said, you know what? Y'all are free to go. Go ahead and go. And, and you know, Moses is like, come on, we out of here, right? And so at that point, as I'm studying this, can you imagine, Karen, the you know, there was probably some nervousness, but they also at that same time probably were like, we out of here, we free but wait a minute, are we good, right? And we know at some point, um, you know, once they head out, you know, God starts to speak of hardening Pharaoh's heart to send Pharaoh after them, but in order to show his might, to basically show Pharaoh who's in charge, right? Uh, show the Egyptians who's really running the show, right? So he says, I'm going to harden his heart. So at that point, once that happens, you know, uh, it says here, um, I'm in Exodus 14, he loaded up 600 chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. So uh, Pharaoh didn't pull out no stops. He was like, you know what? I shouldn't have let them go. I don't know what I was, what was I thinking? So he heads after them and they come up to the point of the Red Sea. Once they make it to this point, you know, and how I always bring this in to modern day terms. So hang with me and I'm going to put that tornado spin that I like to put on it and break this thing down. Right. Because as I'm studying uh, and going through, I like it to break it down as simple as possible, easy, digestible bites. So then once I go out and evangelize with this word, like I say, I want my uh, nephew, my seven, eight-year-old nephew to be able to go back and break it down to somebody else, right? That's how simple I like these to be. So when they get to that point, uh, you know, they're looking at Moses and they say in verse 11, Exodus 14, 11, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us to wait away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, basically saying to him, the Israelites were saying, Moses, we told you we didn't want to go. I don't know why we even listened to you. And, and now look, you know, Pharaoh's coming after us. We got this sea coming up ahead of us. We should just have stayed back there and kept working for the 
Egyptians. Let's pull this forward. How many times has the Lord delivered us out of a situation? But once things get a little rocky on that upswing out of that situation, we start thinking, hmm, you know what? I should have stayed back there where I was. I should, you know what? I should have stayed in that awful marriage. At least I was married. You know what? I just should have kept hanging out with my friends, partying, drinking, cussing, you know, doing everything under the sun. I just should have kept living the life of Sodom and Gomorrah because this over here, this is not working, right? Because oftentimes new Christian converts or even longtime Christians, we get in that comfort state and we think everything's roses, right? Everybody thinks once they say, you know, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. All troubles cease and go away. That's not how any of this works. It's, it's not. It's not. There's always going to be trials and tribulations. But as this passage in Exodus um teaches us we have to stand firm so they start second guessing and and they're telling Moses is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians so my question that I pose is what Egyptians have you been contemplating on going back to serve what's your red sea what's standing in front of you that's got you like Mm, maybe I should just go back, you know? And, and a song popped in my head on the way home from prayer ministry. Y'all know that old song, 99 and a half won't do. I want all of your loving. That's the way it is with uh, with our Father, you know, with God, the Father, the Son, hey, and the Holy Ghost. 99 and a half won't do. You can't be halfway over here, halfway over here. And it's not an easy thing, though, but just keep it 99 and a half won't won't do. Nowhere in my scripture, nowhere in my word have I read that says half stepping will get you where you're trying to get, which is eternal life, which is that eternity, right? We're looking forward, trying to move ahead. So let's keep breaking this down here. So they go through and he says, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Relate that forward today. You know what? It would have been better for me to keep hanging out with my friends. At least I wouldn't have been sitting here by myself. You know what? I just should have kept hanging with my gang members and my homeboys. You know, at least I was doing something. You know what? I was better off as I said, you know, in that marriage. At least I wasn't sitting here by myself trying to figure out how I'm going to pay all these bills by myself. You know, you find... It's easy, you know, once you come to that point to start trying to find comfort and rationalize in things of the past, that uncomfortable comfort zone that we find ourselves in, right? Those of you, if it's your first time and you're not familiar with my story, I often talk about that uncomfortable comfort zone that I kept myself in for so many years. So you have to go back and catch some of the replays. But let's move forward through this lesson here. And so Moses looks at them. I'm at verse 13. Exodus 14, verse 13 now. And Moses said to them, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Them, they're still like, I don't know about this, Moses. I 
this see what what are you talking about you know i'm sure you know how you can see him just bickering going back and forth i knew maybe we should just turn around maybe we should just give ourselves up right the same thing you know what maybe i should just go back and apologize and see if they'll take me back maybe i should just go back and start living that old life of sodom and gomorrah that i was living because this right here you know we can easily relate anything within the 66 the the 66 books to present day, right? And Moses, he goes on to say, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace, right? And, and, when, and when I look at this, I really don't, I wonder and I say, man, was it so much that it was the sea ahead of them that they were looking at, trying to figure out what they were going to cross? Or was it the fact that they were looking at the past coming up on their heels, right? You know, when we start moving forward and things are rolling along, we're like, I got this now. I've come out of this. But then that past starts to rear its head. It starts to creep up. You have those people that say, oh, well, now you want to preach the gospel. But I remember when. And you're trying to move. And you're like, man, here comes my past again. They, they, they. That You know, we get so caught in fear by they what are they gonna say how are they gonna look at me right and when we know we're trying to move forward and leave that behind so as i look at this i can't help but break it down and see it as you know they were like you know we had developed we had figured out how to survive back there in egypt you know even though we were slaves uh, uh, we figured out how to survive, right? Th they had developed coping skills, coping mechanisms the same way we do when we are caught in a situation, right? That 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 uncomfortable comfort zone that I spoke of, that live and deal. Each day, we're just dealing with things just to live and get by, just to get by. So they're sitting there, and I really think that it wasn't so much what was ahead of them. They were more so worried about that past that was coming behind to get them, right? That uncertainty uh, and looking ahead and saying, man, I don't know about this one. I ain't got no boats here. I, don't, I definitely don't think we can swim and get across this, right? But then what happens? We know uh, it goes on in verse 16, but lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea, right? God sent a mighty rushing wind to separate that, hold it up. Can you just imagine they had to be looking like, Oh my goodness, I cannot. Now me, I probably would have been running through that thing because I'm like, if this water coming down, thank you, Lord, for parting these What You know, can you just imagine the thoughts that they were having when you sit and study this passage and think back, right? And then look down here in verse 18. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and in his horsemen. He's telling them, stand strong, look forward, don't worry about what's coming behind you, because I am your redeemer, I am your strength, I am your protector, all I need you to do is listen to my boy Moses, whom I've given instruction, and I need you to press forward, scripture says the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace, right, stand firm, because if he's blessed you 
in the past, stand firm and know that he's got your back in that present breakthrough that's coming. If he's given you a blessing in the past, stand firm. The Lord will fight for you, right? To give you that blessing that's coming in the presence, right? If he's given you an anointing in the past and brought you through with grace and glory, he will give you that same anointing if you continue to move forward. And don't worry about that past that's running up behind you. Put you some good earphones in, whatever you have to do. And I don't want to miss the comment here. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, uh, get some of them good earphones to block out that noise. I got me a wonderful pair of bows, right? When that fear kicks in, when it's time for me to go talk to someone, to have a meeting, and I start thinking, oh, my past, oh, my gosh, the rape, the bullying, the molestation, almost 20 years of homosexuality coming out of that. Oh, I have to, you know, that past is just knocking on my door. I tell you, I put on me some good worship music and I will sit and I block that. I do not, I don't care. The footsteps of the past can walk behind me all day long. They just going to be walking back there by themselves because me, I'm going to keep on moving forward. Why? Because the Lord tells me the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Amen. It, it says it right there, Nine in, right? You put them beats on, whatever it is to keep moving. Call someone and say, look, this is what I'm going through. I hear them footsteps of the past coming behind me, trying to cripple me from moving forward into my future, into my new destiny, into going out and showing the great things that God has done in my life. I need you to pray for me. I need you to walk me through this, right? That's where it comes so important. Me too, I listen to good right? Oh, it does it every time. will send me into a praising shout in the middle of the grocery store every time, no matter where I'm at, uh, listening to that good music, right? And, and having, and it's so important to have people who are of good counsel, people that will give you wisdom and wise words when you know they aren't just speaking from flesh. They have read, they have soaked up the scripture. They're giving you words from the scripture. They're not just talking to hear themselves talk. They're just not telling you what you want to hear, right? And if that's the case, put the phone that said, I really appreciate that, but I'm going to have to call somebody else that's going to tell me what God's word says, what direction, what common path I need to take at this time. That's what we have to do because God is our keeper, right? And the shade at our right hand. God is our keeper and a shade in our right hand. That's what we need to remember when we start hearing those footsteps of the past, right? So to that person, you may be at that point where... You're in that in-between right now. You're not sure which way to go, right? Uh, you're not here and you're not there. You're just kind of floating in between. You're just looking at that Red Sea and you're looking back because you hear them footsteps coming. Doom, doom, doom. You hear them Egyptians coming behind you. And you're like, Lord, you told me to move forward. Lord, this is the path that you told me to take. But I hear the footsteps. I see the chariots coming. I see the dust rising up behind me. But Lord, I also see that big old see that's ahead and I don't know how I'm going to swim through that by myself but what you remember is oh wait a minute wait a minute in Exodus 4 see let me, let me put it like this right now oh, let me put it like this when you find yourself when you find yourself 
in an Old Testament situation, when you find yourself in an Old Testament bind, when you find yourself in Old Testament misery, what do you do? What do you do? You go and get a New Testament answer. And the New Testament answer is, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? One more time. What then can we say about, those, about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8. 31. When you find yourself caught up in that New Testament hell, that New Testament storm, that New Testament shame, that New Testament blame, that, that, that I'm sorry, that Old Testament blame, that Old Testament guilt, that Old Testament depression, that Old Testament misery, that Old Testament woe, you just take yourself, you just throw them right on through the 66 and get yourself to the New Testament and you open up Romans 8 and 31 and say, hey, my God left me a word, and his word tells me that no matter what's coming for me, no matter what's coming against me, he is with me. No one can be against me. Stand firm. Stand strong, right? And, and, and I wanted to call this message the 18-inch conversion, but I know it's some Sodom and Gomorrah uh, off-thinking people out there. The 18-inch conversion. Uh, scientists say that it's approximately 18 inches in between here and here. Here and here, approximately 18 inches in between the mind and the heart. And when you tune them together, when you can make that 18-inch conversion and take this word, soak it in up here, start, build your faith to that level where it is unbreakable when no matter what storm arises, no matter what army is rising up behind you, no matter what past door is trying to kick itself open and say, peekaboo, you are not worried about it. You have made the 18-inch conversion because you have read, you have soaked up. Now you have embedded it in your heart. Your faith is indestructible. It is indestructible. You made the 18-inch conversion. You've taken it from here to where the, exactly where the Lord says he wants us to put it in our heart. He wants the word in our heart. So that way, no matter what anybody tries to come and say, no matter what anybody tries to do to you, you will not falter. You say, you know what? This is old. You know how the young people say, oh, that's old news, ma. That's old news. You will look at that demon. You will look at that problem. You will look at that evil spirit and you will say, huh, that's old Testament, bruh. I'm going over here to the New Testament because it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Not today, Satan. Not today. That's my message for you guys tonight. And, and this is how, uh, when I go through and I'm putting together these teachings, I've really missed you guys on Periscope, but I just had to take that time and regroup, right? And, and I've, you've heard me say it before, and I will continue to say it. I just can't come on to hear myself talk. If the Lord does not penetrate my heart, heart and say, this is the message that I want you to deliver. I'm just not going to come on and speak on my own behalf. But when he pressed on me today, I'm telling, I've been studying Exodus, something driving me to, I'm like, what is it about the Red Sea? And just really studying and going through Exodus 14, you know, and going through, putting my notes together for this teaching. And I said, oh, it's time.
time to teach tonight. Time to teach tonight. So I just wanted you guys to see how I break down these lessons, how I put these teachings together. Right, you have to take breaks because... Um, just as, you know, we come on to cover you guys in prayer, to feed you with the word, you know, us as pastors, evangelists, um, you know, we also need that same break to say, Lord, am I still going on the right path? Let me go back and refresh myself to make sure I'm delivering your word, right? Make sure the words that I'm saying truly glorify your name, Father God, and your name only, right? So that's my message tonight. I hope it encouraged somebody else out there. I hope it helped you out a little bit and I really did miss you guys. I will be back tomorrow night. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.